When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Thursday, April 27th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynes, the, Gar- uh, the Guardians salvaged uh, one game of their three-game set with the Colorado Rockies on Wednesday. But the big news of the day uh, was Tanner Bybee, the right-handed rookie, coming up making his uh, highly anticipated debut. Uh, kind of uh, kept it under wraps until right before... Uh, Right before the start Wednesday morning, they announced Bybee as the starter. Uh, and all he did was come out and throw, what, five and two-thirds innings, striking out eight, allowed one earned run, and uh, and really looked just as good as uh, Logan Allen did on Sunday. Yeah, Joe, it was really exciting to watch him pitch, uh, you know, and you kind of dovetails right into what uh, Logan Allen did, what, on Sunday. It was just, uh, you know, it was just a nice uh, – you know, nice, uh, you know, nice into a, you know, a kind of a disappointing homestand, but, you know, it gives you uh, some idea what, you know, the kind of pitching, you know, they, uh, Cleveland continues to develop, you know, draft, develop in, in the minor leagues. And boy, when they get here, you know, uh, a Bobby, just like Allen, looks like uh, he'd been doing it for a long time. And he did not have any uh, rookie jitters for sure. Yeah, it's the same stories over and over again uh, for, for, you know, the, the last couple of seasons and really uh, dating back to uh, 2018, uh, 2017, 2018, when uh, when these young pitchers started coming up and, and proving themselves early, uh, like the, the guys who are already here now in, in Shane Bieber, uh, Zach Plesak, uh Aaron Savali, those guys. Uh, this wave of pitchers, the, the same thing, you know, the maturity, the poise, the you know they don't get rattled uh, early, and 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 uh, the command that they show, uh, the ability to throw multiple pitches and and uh, and really pitch and not just get up there and throw hard. Uh, even though uh, it was great to see uh, Tanner Bybee yesterday averaging 95 with his fastball and 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 topping out at 98. Uh, I think that's uh, you know that kind of power is something that we haven't seen a lot of out of. Uh, Guardians pitchers that they come up and they're uh, they're they're really good at, at commanding their stuff, but uh, you know the the, the flamethrowers aren't really there uh, until you get to the bullpen. Uh, just you know, what did you see out of Bybee in that start that made you think uh, he might have a chance to stick around for a while? But just uh, you know, I, I love the velo, Joe. Uh, like you said, this is a staff that really doesn't throw, you know, it's not a lot of hard throwers on this staff. You know, they're strike throwers, you know, but they, they're not going to blow anybody away. And, uh, now you've got a guy that, that, like you said, was averaging 95, topped out at 98, but you also like, uh, you know, the control he showed, um, you know, and, and just what six, you know, eight, eight strikeouts, no walks, one run, you know, six hits. I mean, 
what, 91 pitches, 60 strikes. Uh, I thought he, you know, I, and I love this curveball. You know, you, he had control of his, uh, he, he showed he could throw his secondary pitches for strikes. And, you know, that's probably, you know, probably every, every kid like, like uh, Bobby comes up and he can throw hard, you know, he's going to, he's going to have a good fastball because you're not going to get here if you don't have a good fastball, but to throw that curveball and, you know, the change up or whatever that was, uh, I think he throws through a change up that, uh, you know, the, that sh- for strikes, you know, that shows you that he's got an idea how to pitch. Yeah. Cam Gallagher, uh, who, who caught Bobby yesterday, uh, said after the game that he was surprised at how sharp the breaking ball was. And he was averaging uh, around 2,500, almost 2,600 rotations per minute on his curveball. Uh, and and that's uh, that's above league average in terms of rotations on your, your curve. Uh, so it was, I mean, Gallagher wasn't kidding. It was it was actually sharper than than most. Uh, he said uh, he, that he, he had to catch the ball twice a couple of times because you know, it, it almost fooled him how sharp it was. But, you know, once uh, once he realized he was able to throw that for strikes and had a really good curveball, he could sort of uh, mask the fact that early on he was struggling to command his fastball. And that's really uh, what what got him through and got him as deep as, as he did in the game was his ability to make that adjustment. And, and that was one of the things that Chris Antonetti pointed out before the game is that that Bybee's, you know, un, sort of unshakable and a, a, it's one of these competitors that gets out there. And, you know, if this isn't working, we're going to we're going to set it aside. We're going to go to the curveball and and sort of pitch backwards from there. Uh, and, and it led to some some tremendous success yesterday. Yeah, I, I like the fact, you know, he hits uh, he hits Blackman to start the game with a pitch and you're sitting there thinking, uh oh, and then he retires what the. Uh, eight straight hitters, you know, striking out the side in the second. So then you saw, you know, what, what everyone's excited about that, you know, that he wasn't going to get rattled, that he was, he was going to throw strikes that, you know, he was ready for the moment that it wasn't too big for him. Yeah. We love uh, sitting there having to scramble back in the history books and the, and the charts to, to, to see the last time, you know, somebody struck out five consecutive, six consecutive, seven consecutive in their, uh, in their major league debut. So we, uh, you know, it, it was, it was fun to be able to, to put him up against history there and, and, and do that. But uh, again, he's, he's competing, not competing with, but sort of going uh, back to back with a, a rookie and a teammate from Columbus who uh, had done this on Sunday. And we, we saw this same sort of thing out of Logan Allen. Uh, so it really should come as no surprise uh, to, to us or to the guardians that, that these guys are coming up here and doing this. Uh, Bybee really had sort of a rocket ship ride through the the, the club's minor league system. Uh, he really only, uh, you know, has he pitched at two different levels last year, uh, ended up at um, Columbus and, and struggled at the end of the year. But uh, coming back, that was that adjustment uh, after the, the rough second half in Columbus that, uh, you know, gave the Guardians faith that he could come up and, and you know, help them win ballgames. Yeah, and uh, you know, I I like the fact that uh, you know his velo jumped. It, it sounds like you know you know when uh, you know they drafted him, what he was throwing like ninety two, ninety three, 
Uh, you know, he, uh, you know, he did, he worked, you know, and he's, you know, he spent a lot of time working and training, uh, you know, at driveline, I guess he, he went there this, this past winter, you know, to improve his velocity and, uh, you know, it really kind of came around. So, uh, you know, now he's throwing what 95, 97, 98, uh, that's uh that's high velocity that's a uh, you know that's a manual class a as a starter so you know instead of one inning you're getting five six seven innings sometimes so you know that's impressive after the game uh Bybee was uh it was it was fun to talk to him you know it was a little different than the logan allen situation uh from sunday logan allen was was called got the call and got notified that he was going to be doing this uh, and pitching on Sunday morning, uh, you know, earlier in the week, was able to come up to Cleveland, sit there and watch, uh, you know, the the two games uh, prior to that in the Miami series, uh, get to know the lineup and all that. Uh, really didn't have the the sort of 24-hour whirlwind experience. Uh, Bybee didn't travel to Indianapolis with uh, the, the Clippers, came to Cleveland instead, but was sort of in a holding pattern, not knowing for sure that he was going to get the start on Wednesday, even though we all had it pretty much figured out and all the signs pointed to it. Uh, but they also brought Connor Pilkington up and Connor Pilkington, who, you know, uh, his, his adventures last year pitching in what, you know, like eight games of, uh, the second game of a doubleheader, uh, for, for Cleveland starting those games last season, uh, well-documented, but, uh, uh, they wind up DFAing uh, Pilkington on Wednesday morning in order to get uh, Bybee on the 40-man and the 26-man active roster. Yeah, I don't know what the mystery was, Joe. I mean, why would why were they so slow, you know, hesitant to commit or just say this is the plan here? It was like, you know, talking uh, with uh, Terry Francona in a couple of days leading up to this start, it was like, uh, you know, they were CIA or something. You know, they had 50, 15 different plans and backup plans, and, you know, they're going to do this, you know, A, B, and C, and, uh, you know, and and I guess, you know, like, it, then they just go for the obvious one. So I'm not sure what was going on behind the scenes. I would like to uh, try to understand that someday. Well, I think, and I think part of it is, uh, you know, they don't want to be making announcements in the media before they talk to guys to let them know for sure. And and there was situations. Really, what they wanted to do was it was the Pilkington thing that they were being, uh, you know, sort of delicate about. You don't want to say, okay, we're going to bring up Pilkington and then we're going to DFA him tomorrow. Uh, that that you're not going to that that's not a way to treat somebody. And, and, and you're you're talking about a guy's job in, in the first place. So uh, I, I think uh, you know they they got two innings out of him on Tuesday night, uh, and then you know sort of sent him packing afterwards. And and that was really the the sense that we got uh, at at different points throughout Monday and Tuesday was that. You know, they, they wanted to use Bibby, but they had to, or Bybee, but they had to get to him uh, in, in a certain way. So uh, I, I understand why they did it. I just, you know, wish they could have, you know, clued certain people in on, on things ahead of time so that we weren't scrambling there at the end. But, uh, you know, in, in the end, it, it all worked out and Bybee came up and, you know, he's here now and, and he's here now. So that creates a whole nother set of problems for uh for Terry Francona, for the roster, for uh, Chris Antonetti and Mike Chernoff. Uh, what are you going to do with six starting pitchers on the roster? Yeah, you know, that is really interesting, uh, 
you know, kind of a dilemma. I mean, I guess you could move, you know, what, Battenfield, maybe go to the bullpen. Or, you know, they had they said Zach Zach Plesek, you know, was ready to go to the bullpen if if you know, if under certain circumstances he was he was gonna go to the pen, you know, in against uh against the Rockies. So uh you know, I guess those are two options. Or you could just uh send somebody down, you know, send Battenfield down or send uh you know, it was was uh, Logan Allen or uh, or uh, you know Bybee a, a spot start and and send him down. Now, you know they, it's been done before, but you know it, it's really going to be interesting to see you know what decision they make uh, with with these six starters. I think ideally uh, you don't want to 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 do that with Bybee or Allen. You want to give them uh, you know maybe at least one more start each, and, and probably more than that, depending on. Uh, the recovery times for Tristan McKenzie and Aaron Savali. Uh, they, they did they did say that McKenzie was progressing towards uh, towards throwing bullpens. That could happen sometime, uh, you know, at the end of next week. Um, and Aaron Savali is a little bit behind him with the uh, the the abdominal strain. Uh, it's a little bit more slow moving. So uh, you know, it'll be the end of May. You know, sometime in June before those guys are even close to being ready. Uh, so you're, you, this is your group uh, until then. But in terms of, of Battenfield, I, I just wonder what Battenfield did, you know, to, to warrant being moved to the bullpen and taken out of the rotation. So that, that, that leads me to believe, you know, since they've already talked to Zach Plesak about possibly coming out of the bullpen in, you know, in at previous times because of uh, the schedule and the weather and, and that kind of thing. Uh, about being available, maybe uh, you can have that conversation with Zach Plesak again. Do you want your rotation to include Shane Bieber, Cal Quantrill, and then three rookies, uh, three guys who started the season at, at Columbus? Uh, I, I don't know if that would be ideal for you. Uh, but, you know, uh, my question, when you say Battenfield goes to the bullpen, uh, sure, uh, I'll buy that. But just because you're excited about Bybee and uh, Allen and their higher prospects or anything like that, you know, doesn't mean the guy who was here for three weeks before they got here uh, should lose his spot. I, it, it just is my logic off on that. Well, you know, I I think you know th- that makes sense, but you know, a lot of times what's fair doesn't always work in in, <laughs> in baseball. I mean, you know, I think uh, you know, I, mean, I remember Cliff Lee coming up and down and making spot starts, you know, before. And you're talking about a future Cy Young winner, so you know, I mean, it's happened before where you know somebody comes up, they they make a couple starts, they go back down, and they get you know they wait for their other for their chance, and I guess that's what happens when you have a lot of talent but uh yeah i think uh you know i, I just don't know i i can't see him just you know just staying with with six starters and do, do they really make that move and put police act in a bullpen because you know that's a big move i mean and uh is he is and if you do that is he in the is he in the pen for good you know because like yeah. you said mckenzie and 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 savali you know eventually they're going to come back yeah and maybe that makes your bullpen deeper and stronger who knows but but you've already got multiple guys in that kind of a role uh in the bullpen you've got Xavion Curry in there right now who's been highly effective in sort of yeah. mop up but extended time uh as a longer type option you've got Eli Morgan who can go uh, multiple innings he can get up and down uh during a game we saw that yesterday 
so, you know, you throw Zach Plesak in there. Uh, that, that's three guys who are basically doing the same thing. Uh, maybe Plesak does it in more of a high leverage situation uh, or you know, games that you, you think you have a chance to come back and win. But but who knows? Uh, I, but Battenfield to the bullpen might make a little more sense if if he weren't a rookie and you didn't want to have to be delicate with him. Because uh, you've got Allen and Bybee, if they make their next scheduled starts or, or they take the next turns in the rotation, you know, if they go short, if they only go two or three innings in those games, you, you could have Battenfield ready to go and, and, you know, explain to him. But, you know, I don't know if he's always been a starter in, in Columbus. Uh, what's, uh, you know, they, they need to keep him stretched out. If they want to keep him stretched out, uh, that would, that would make it, it's a decision there uh, to, to put him in the pen because like we saw with Cal Quantrill, it takes a while to get a guy stretched back out. If you pull him out of the bullpen. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And, you know, he made what 28 starts at Columbus last year. Uh, you know, so I think uh, you'd want to keep him, you know, you've got some, uh, you know, you've got some, you know, some some uh, depth in that rotation, and so you, I think you would want to keep him, you know, give him the, you know, the ability to stay stretched out. And like you said, Curry's done a great job in that role in in the bullpen. I don't think you need two or three two long relievers in the pen. So uh, you know, you know, either you know, either Battenfield is is going to stay in the rotation or one, you know, somebody's got to go down. Joe, somebody's mm-hmm. got to go go back to Columbus and then and, and keep pitching in the rotation. Right. Uh, their rotation right now it looks a little thin in, in Columbus. It's uh, it's Daniel Norris and, uh, you know, a bunch of TBAs right now. Uh, but uh, today, Thursday, uh, Gavin Williams, the the uh, club's number two overall prospect, uh, is going to move up from double A Akron where he was just lighting. I think he had a a 0.63 ERA uh, for the uh, the Rubber Ducks. He's going to be in Columbus making a start uh, for the, the Clippers. So uh, he gets the promotion as Bybee and Allen come up, uh, leaving some holes in that, uh, that Columbus rotation. Uh, so, yeah, maybe Battenfield goes back and, and stays stretched out and, and stays as an option there. And and you move Plesak to the to that long relief role in the in the bullpen, uh, and and that seems to be, uh, you know, now that I, I say it out loud a little bit more, yeah, you can convince yourself of that. But again, if I'm Battenfield, I'm asking myself, you know, I two times through that rotation, I gave them all I could uh, in terms of uh, you know going out there throwing six innings and you know only giving up a few runs, uh, one bad outing against the the Rockies on Monday and and he gets his ticket punched. So uh, yeah. we'll we'll wait to see we'll wait to see if that's the case on on Friday before the game uh, in Boston. Uh, as as uh, and 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 also you got to uh, think ahead to uh, Sam Hentges is going to be ready to come off the injured list at some point, possibly next week, uh, possibly by the time they get to New York. Uh, and they don't have a lefty in the bullpen right now, so. Uh, you, you definitely want to make that kind of move uh, w- once that becomes available. Yeah, right now, uh, you know, the the rotation for Boston coming up this weekend is BB. I mean, uh, Bieber, uh, uh, Bieber, Police Act, and, this is, and this Allen. This is going to be this is going to be yeah. fun all year. If this, <laughs> yeah. if this happens, man, this is this is going to be fun. Uh, so you know, Police Act right, is scheduled to start. So we'll see how this goes. But I think. Joe, I think uh, you know if if they if they put Plesek in the bullpen, that's a that's a big move. That's a that's a move that 
you know, they, they, they would have had to be thinking about for a long time because, and, and it's a, and it's a move that shows you, you know, what, what, uh, Francona was talking about that Logan Allen was the first of the, uh, the next wave and, uh, so, you know, the next wave of starting pitching and, you know, that they are truly committed to, uh, using their young pitchers this year. So, uh, yeah, that's really something to watch. Yeah, keep an eye on Gavin Williams in his early starts at Columbus. If uh, if things click for Gavin Williams in Columbus, he might only be there for a while too. You know, uh, it, it all depends on how. Uh, it, I, I really, it, like you said, that wave is is coming and it's 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 already here. If these two guys are are able to to repeat their kind of performances in their first uh, couple of outings. Uh, as far as the offense goes, uh, we saw uh, uh, signs of life a little bit. A uh, couple of guys had multiple um, uh, hits in the game on uh, Wednesday. Oscar Gonzalez, Andres Jimenez, uh, Jose Ramirez moves uh, uh, into sole possession of seventh place on the club's all-time doubles list. Uh, Josh Naylor hits a home run. Looks like uh, you know looked like himself from from last season a little bit. Uh, but overall, during the homestand, the uh, the Guardians' offense was was not good. Yeah, Joe. I mean, uh, they get ten hits uh, yesterday, which was encouraging. But you know, in in their twelve home games this year, they're hitting two twenty one. They, they're hitting two twenty one. They've scored thirty five runs on the road. They're a little bit better, two forty with six with sixty runs. You know, they're four and eight in home at home, eight and five on the road. Um, and it's just, uh, you know, that this is like, uh, you know, it, it reminds me of last season when when how they started offensively. And I guess, you know, the weather, yes, is, is a factor. But, you know, I think, you know, if, if these guys aren't used to hitting in Cleveland, you know, in Cleveland weather or bad weather in, in the Midwest or wherever they go, it seems like wherever a Cleveland has gone, they've run into cold and rain uh, and no matter where. But, you know, the, I, you would think these guys would have adjusted by now. They know what's what's awaiting them when they come out of spring training. But, you know, it just it seems like it's the same old story. When, when I think about it, it just makes me angry that our forefathers in Cleveland didn't uh insist on uh you know the gateway project being a, a dome stadium with a retractable roof because you know just think about the money and think about the the games lost to weather and you know all because you insisted on building a, an open air park in a, a city that has the kind of weather that cleveland does i i just don't uh i can't fathom you know and and the browns should play outdoors on the lakefront because that's the way it was and the way it should be and god you know uh, nobody has any vision anymore. I, I don't. It's awful. Joe, let, what to to that point? Uh, the Rays are fourteen and two at home, and you know everybody mocks the Rays for playing at the Trop, but it's a covered stadium. You know where where the weather. You know I guess is can be the the, the opposite of Cleveland. It, you know hot and and rainy, but you know they've got a they've got a dome on there. And, you know, they're off to a great start, but they play every game. Every game is played there except for, I guess, hurricane season. Yeah. But you were, uh, at, you were at a game that didn't get played there, weren't you? Yeah, right. But they're 14 and two at home. So, you know, it, it makes a difference. Yeah, that's uh, th that's the biggest thing is if you know that the game is scheduled, you know, it's going to get played because the weather isn't going to be a factor. And, and that should be the case 
uh, here in Cleveland. They had the ability to do that, and instead they're going to invest $400 million in making party decks and uh, outdoor spaces for uh, millennials and Gen Z. Wow, I'm, I'm really starting to sound like get off my lawn, guys. So uh, we are going to wrap this up uh, for this off day uh, podcast. We'll be back tomorrow to preview uh, the Boston series. Uh, Hollingsy, great to talk to you. We'll uh, we'll check in with you on Friday. All right, Joe.